Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Monday check-in. I was going to call it the Monday feature. That would have been incorrect. Um, but then I kind of did anyway and shared my incorrectness with everyone. So um, what are you going to do? I'm Damon. I'm one of the pastors at uh, First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska, 68901. And our area code is indeed 402. No confusion on that this time. <laughs> that is correct. Um, so the Monday check-in for those who don't know, which seems hard to believe that anybody doesn't know anymore these days. Um, we take a little bit of time, we share a little bit about what's going on in the life of First Pres Hastings, and then we switch gears and do a little sort of a preview of the upcoming Sunday worship. Uh, so we take a look at the scripture, and uh, we're going to listen to a song this week again, and, and we go from there. So that's the plan. That's who's doing it. Greg, what should we know? Well, uh, a lot to know, really, Damon. Uh, this will be the last <laughs> Sunday of our summer sermon song series as we roll into the fall and cycle back onto the lectionary. Um, and actually, interestingly enough, the text for this week is lectionary text. So we're moving back into lectionary as we're wrapping up the summer sermon song series. For those of you who don't know what lectionary Two is, worlds combined. Just don't worry like about that. it. Just like that. Uh, and it, uh, it's a beautiful thing. So uh, this will be our last week of that, and then uh, I'm starting a sermon series on living love that'll uh, go for five or six weeks um, as we roll into the fall. So that's uh, that's exciting. Um, we're continuing our worship schedule where we do a 9 a.m. in-person worship service in the park in Alexander Park, followed by a 10.30 a.m. stay-at-home service that is broadcast both on Facebook Live as well as on uh, KICS 1550 a.m. radio. Um, and then also uh, throughout the week on our local public access channel and at Good Samaritan Village. So uh, that is our schedule through the end of September, with one exception. Uh, two weeks from now, September 13th, uh, we're going to have an all-church worship service in the park at 10.30 a.m. So there won't be a 9 a.m. service that day, and we'll invite everybody to come out to the park or to watch us from home. Uh, we will have cameras set up, and we will be able to live stream that service as well. That'll be a, what would normally be our traditional kickoff Sunday where we start the church year, back to school, all that stuff. Um, we're not gonna do quite as much of a blowout as we have in the past because of COVID-19 restrictions, but it's still gonna be a fun service. Uh, I did get confirmation officially, breaking news. The bagpipes will be there. It's good. Uh, Damon, however, won't be there. I won't be. But the bagpipes will be there. So mm -hmm. we're happy about that. Uh, we'll also have some food trucks in the parking lot for after worship for some fellowship. Should be a joyful Sunday on September 13th. But other than September 13th, we at 9 a.m. in the park, 10.30 stay-at-home worship through the month of September. Session will reconvene at the end of September to make a decision about October. And uh, we might even consult the Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I, we've had uh, at that 9 a.m. service the last couple of weeks, we've had um, right around 90 people there. Yes. Uh, yeah. And and really, I mean, beautiful weather um, in the mornings So for the, for the time being. so. And the secret, which the people who come to that service know and the people who listen to our broadcast know, is that that is a shorter service. Mm -hmm. Typically runs about 40 to 45 minutes instead of a full hour. So... Uh, if you want to come to a shorter service, come at 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. 
a good time. Uh, is it my turn now? Uh, let me just real quick go over what Christian Ed's going to look like this fall. Okay. Uh, so uh, we're not going to have any Wednesday night live programming for uh, pre-K through fifth graders. And Sunday school for the first two months of fall, September and October, is going to be done remotely. So our amazing director of Christian Ed, Steph Brader, is uh, working with our amazing volunteer Sunday school teachers and lining up uh, different Sunday school teachers to come in and film Sunday school lessons, which we will then uh, promote and distribute through our YouTube channel, through our Facebook, and, and out, send out via email. And uh, so Sunday school will be remote. Steph's also sending a packet to every family that has kids in that age range of pre-K through fifth grade. So you'll have some materials, some arts and crafts stuff, and then each week you'll get a lesson from one of your favorite Sunday school teachers, and it's going to be amazing. Um, so that's what pre-K through fifth grade Christian ed looks like for the months of September and October. Going to be done remotely by video with a packet sent home. Um, our middle school is not going to have uh, Sunday school or Sunday morning anything, but we are going to restart middle school youth group as well as high school youth group. Those will be on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. Yes. Uh, and they'll be at the church and we're following all the same rules that the high school and middle school are following. So masks are required. Social distancing is encouraged. Uh, we'll be sanitizing and hand washing and all that stuff, but uh, we will be gathering in person. So long as the schools are still gathering in person, our middle schools and our high school youth groups will be gathering in person on Wednesday evenings. Um, adult ed will be uh, a mix of uh, both online and hybrid. Sunday mornings will be uh, online. Uh, our adult forums will be available on Sunday morning starting September 13th, as well as our adult Sunday school class, the Heirs of Parent class. And then our midweek stuff, uh, our Bible study on Tuesdays at noon, and our Wednesday morning Bible at breakfast. We're working in a hybrid format, which would allow people to zoom in who don't feel comfortable coming into the church, but also people who do feel comfortable coming in can come in and be in person. So that's all in the works. Stay tuned. You should find announcements about that in the bulletin and in the homepage. And the last announcement is for Pastor Damon. Yeah. Uh, and that has to do with something that is coming up this Sunday afternoon. Folks uh, may or may not be aware, uh, I am set to get married on Sunday afternoon to Hannah Jensen. <clears throat> um, we had originally intended to have our wedding ceremony during the 1030 service and invite essentially anybody that wanted to show up. Um, because of COVID-19, we are unable to do that, and we are having a smaller, more private ceremony later in the, in the afternoon on the 6th. Um, but folks are still invited to attend, but they'll, they can attend virtually and not in person. Um, so there was some information in the newsletter that went out this past week, I believe, that uh, contains information on how to get to that service. It's being hosted in a private Facebook group. And if you have your newsletter handy, uh, you can track that down or you can contact the church office and the information is available there um, to, if, you, if you want to, to watch a wedding, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not quite like a royal wedding, but it seems it's in that neck of the woods, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so folks can, can find that information if they want. Uh, and folks are also invited to, to participate in a uh, drive through or drive past uh, reception from three to five in the afternoon, just at the church portico, if you would like. 
Um, and, and the wedding ceremony itself uh, would start at 1.30 Sunday afternoon. So does that seem like I covered that? I think you've covered all the bases there, um, right. except to say congratulations, and we're really excited for you, Damon. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll be a good day. So, And I'm excited because uh, they asked me to preside, so I get to be the presiding pastor at the wedding and uh, get these two crazy kids married. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, should we switch gears? Yes, let's. All right. Uh, I'm going to invite us to join together in a moment of prayer. Loving and gracious God, thank you for your presence that is um, with us in all times, in all places, and in all circumstances. As we begin a new week, as we open again your word, ask that your presence might continue to be with us, that you might uh, inspire us and allow us to hear the words and ponder the questions that you would ask us to hear and ponder this week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, as you mentioned, Greg, we are uh, continuing and wrapping up the Summer Sermon Song series uh, this week. Uh, and you have, uh, I've forgotten the name of the song already. Called Be a Light. Be a Light. And we'll listen to that in a little bit. And you've paired it with this passage from Romans chapter 13, uh, verses 8 through 14. So, I think... I'll just go ahead and read that now, and then we'll listen to the song. Uh, so it reads something like this. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. That is the scripture reading. I will click a couple of buttons and bring up the song for us. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, Be a Light, uh, and this is a, a cover of Change, make a difference 
seems to have been by Thomas Rhett. Yes, it was sung by Thomas Rhett, but it was a collaboration actually with uh, quite a list of artists, including uh, Reba McIntyre, Keith Urban, uh, and a Christian singer named Chris Tomlin. Um, and the story behind the song is that they, they actually started working on the song last fall, and they had it mostly done and, and produced and were waiting to release it. Uh, and then COVID-19 hit. Uh, and by the end of March, uh, they were able to put the final production on it and they released the song uh, in, in early April. And it has really resonated um, really across the world, but particularly in the United States, um, has had a ton of airtime on secular rock stations, on country stations, on Christian radio stations, uh, because it's a message that I think we, we all need to hear in this time of COVID-19. And then so fast forward a month or two after it was released and um, some of the racial unrest and whatnot we've had in our country. And there's obviously themes present in there that address that pretty directly as well. And so this cover was a response uh, by uh, the singer who pulled together three of her friends um, following uh, some of the racial unrest that has occurred, uh, the death of Freddie Gray and whatnot. Uh, and so she felt compelled to do something about it. And we didn't watch the video, but she pulled together a really beautiful and diverse mix of singers to sing with her on that and opens the, the video with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, does a little bit of reflecting on that as well. So uh, a very timely song. Um, and uh, as Damon and I were saying at the start of this thing, um, so I think you guys know back in June, I. I went to Colorado and I planned out my sermon, scene, sermon themes for uh, the, the school year. And I couldn't remember whether I had started that for Labor Day weekend or the weekend after Labor Day weekend. Uh, and so I was sort of moving forward with ending the summer sermon song series. And then uh, I was talking with Robin Kuzer yesterday at church and he reminded me that in fact, my schedule uh, to go back on the lectionary starts this week. Uh, and he said, so what are you doing, Greg? Are you doing summer sermon song series? You going on the schedule that you published and gave to us because Robin is actually pulling together an octet to sing at church on Sunday, which is cool. Sure. Uh, and so then I, so I pulled up the song and, and I listened to it this morning and then I pulled up what I had originally intended to preach, which is lectionary, which is the Romans passage that Damon read. And it was like, Oh, turns out these two things work really well. If I were to pick a scripture to reflect this song, this is a picture I would have, or a scripture I would have picked anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so I, I loved that, 
that sort of God providing that way forward to both uh, start the lectionary uh, based preaching that we do during the school year, uh, as well as complete the summer sermon song series with what is a, I believe to be a really compelling song that has a message we need to hear right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, no, this will tell people something about <clears throat> my listening habits, but this is the first time that I've heard this song. Um, um, but it's, yeah, it is, it's very um, appropriate um, to the, to the current situation of, of the world as it seems. And it reminds me, it reminded me of a lot of different things. There's um, a James Taylor song that I love that I think is called Shed a Little Light. Um, and it begins with, um, let us turn our thoughts today to Martin Luther King and recognize that there are ties between us, all men and women. Um, living in the world and and it's just it's a beautiful song but it it captures a lot of these these similar themes and ideas um and this idea that the thing that we are ultimately called to do as christians as people of faith is is to be love um and we've 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 started to to kind of shift and move some of our language even during the worship service especially around the offering um to really try to reflect this idea of this, this is our this is our our calling um, to be love. I love the line in the in the scripture passage um, that is. Uh, let me see if I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna find it. Uh, besides this, you know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. Um, and I often I do oftentimes think about how how much of life we we kind of sleepwalk through or, or how many how much of current events or the the conditions of our neighbors that we just um we just aren't aware of we just aren't awake to those things um which reminds me of a sign a line from another song by corby linker um and the line is the world is full of people who are half asleep Yeah, um, and the the themes of of waking up to what's going on in the world, and and then the the interplay of darkness and light, I think is uh, is a helpful a helpful thing for us to be thinking of. We need to wake up, we need to see the light, and then we need to be the light, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my uh, my thoughts in terms of songs that this reminded me of went went back a little farther, but um, the I think it's attributed St. Francis of Assisi, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Mm-hmm. Where there is darkness, shine light. Where there is doubt, show love. Yeah. Um, and that, that actually, I thought of, of using that as one of the hymns as well. I ended up, I'm going with some different hymns this week. Um, but we're going to close the service on Sunday with this little light of mine. Uh, partially because we haven't sung that since March. We often sing that when the children come down for the children's moments and I yeah. terribly. <laughs> um, but also yeah. as a sending song at the end of a service to say that we need to carry this light out of the world, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Um, and this important call that we have to, to shine our light um, 
as, as Paul says, the night is gone, the day is near, let us lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. And that's a fascinating, uh, put on the armor of light, because obviously light is not going to protect us as traditional armor does, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet if we put on this armor of light, we, we will, what does it allow us to do? It's not a defensive mechanism. It's really us shining light out into the world. It's putting us on the offense uh, but the offense is an offense of love. It's, it's going out in the world and, and shining our light and, and loving our neighbors as ourselves, as Paul says. And, and Paul's, I just love Paul's summary of uh, the, the greatest commandment or the double love command, right? Paul, mm-hmm. Paul takes, because Jesus says, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he says, upon these two commandments hang all the law and prophets. And Paul's like, yep, you see? Don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't covet. All of this is summed up by love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting um, thinking about the, the armor of light. And I was thinking about even just, even just like the physical nature of light is a thing that is outwardly focused, right? Like by its very nature, it radiates outwards, right? whether by waves or by particles, depending on how you measure it, right? Whatever, who cares? But like, it's like, it, the very nature of light is that it is a thing that is not inwardly focused, right? In, in the way that we think of like armor, sort of you typically being like armor is about me, right? Yeah. Um, and but light is a thing, yeah, that by its very nature goes, goes out, yeah. <laughs> it, it spreads. It, um, yeah. So interesting it's, little physics thing. It's language that you and I both use. It's it, it's interesting. Uh, I think w- when we're praying extemporaneously, light and love are things that come out of my mouth on a regular basis, and that's sort of God putting those words in my mouth as I as I pray, whether it's over a Bible study or over a meal or or at the end of a worship service, like let us shine light and love into our community. And if you go back and look at a lot of my writing, I often will reference that, whether it's for our annual report or our stewardship letters or whatever, that we are a source of light and love in our community. And so this uh, passage from Paul and the song both bring it together beautifully. Mm -hmm. The song doesn't actually mention the word love in it, I don't think. Um, Uh, We get uh, peace, we get believe. Yeah. I don't see it. In a world full of hate, be a light. You know, normally, normally you would you would say in a world full of hate, be love. But there, uh, anyways, it just mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing to me how it all came together <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm excited because this kicks off what I had already planned uh, back in June as a, a five week sermon series on this notion of living love how love is this active verb that we're called to live out in the world. And so this, this starts us off down that path. And, um, yeah. and I think too, like when we, sometimes when we, we talk about these sorts of things and we start to think about um, the troubled or maybe frustrated state of the world. Um, it, I think we sometimes, it can be easy to feel overwhelmed by well, what does it mean for how can I be, light or love in the world in response to these big, huge systemic things um, that we're seeing. 
And I think also it's a good to, to have a reminder, like this is also about the, this is about the way that you interact with your friends. This is about the way that you interact with your neighbors. This is about the way that you approach people at the grocery store, those sorts of, like those are acts of love or light that are, that are just as compelling, just as important, just as needed um, as, as attempting to take on systemic racism or hunger or whatever, whatever the case may be Um, that it's, that it's every bit as much about the little things as it is the big things. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean the, the opening line, it's like in a time full of war be peace. And it's, it's easy to think how, how can I do that? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, For us, I guess, fortunately the war is not imminent. It's not coming into Nebraska. We don't have people firing guns or missiles. Uh, and so how do I be peace for a war that's happening in Afghanistan or in Syria? Um, but you're right, Damon, it's, it starts with the little acts of peace that we can do in our own communities and neighborhoods. And those are infectious. They are contagious, uh, hopefully more contagious than COVID-19. Um, and if, if we can be peace, uh, then maybe that peace can can resonate and sort of build up power so that it does affect the larger systems and structures as well. It doesn't mean we're not called to try to affect those systems and structures, but it starts right in our own neighborhoods, right in our own families, right in our own houses. Yeah. It reminds me of another quote (laughs) that I think is from Teddy Roosevelt, but maybe not. Um, Maybe it's from someone else. Uh, Maybe it's from the other Roosevelt. I don't know. It was from someone look it up. I don't know. Um, It's not for me, but it's um, do what you can with what you have where you are. Yes. So some version of that is often attributed to John Wesley, the founder of Methodism. Okay. Um, And he says something along the lines of do all the good you can for all the people you can, wherever you can, or something like that. And that's, that's, you're looking it up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what does the Google machine say? Uh, Google machine says uh, Teddy Roosevelt. There you go. So what's the quote? Uh, do what you can with what you have where you are. There, there it is. I like it. I'm looking up the do all the good you can quote. Yeah, so John Wesley, do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. So between Roosevelt and Wesley, I think we've got it. <laughs> yeah. So our Methodist friends will appreciate that. Indeed. <laughs> our large base of Methodist listeners that we know we have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They find their hearts oddly warmed by the inclusion of that quote, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you, will it preach? I think, I think it'll preach. Um, it'll preach a short sermon this week because we do have communion. Uh, and uh, as Pastor Damon will be getting ready for his wedding on Sunday morning, 
Uh, our former interim pastor, Don Kennedy, will be joining me to help lead worship, so I'm excited for that. Um, and as I mentioned, too, we're going to have a, a octet from our chancel choir that will be helping to lead our hymns and all, as well as providing a, an anthem for us on Sunday. So it should be a, a glorious Sunday, as they, yeah, as they be, all are. That'll be nice. That'll be lovely. Both yeah. services sound lovely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, would you like to draw us to a close with a word of prayer? I'd love to do that. Let's pray. Gracious God, you provide us your holy word that has these images that allow our minds to think and process. When Paul writes that we are to put on the armor of light, God, remind us that light shines outward. And so we are called as we, as we don this armor of light to be shining goodness outward into the world. Thank you for the Summer Sermon Song series and the ways that we have been able to find these sacred themes in the midst of music, which is otherwise considered secular. <clears throat> we watch, Lord, as you break down those barriers between sacred and secular. And we believe, Lord, that you are in all things. Make your presence known to us this week. Inspire us to be love and light in the world and to shine that love and light outward so others may feel it and know it and know that they are your precious beloved children. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, with all those things said and done, until next time, toodaloo.